Welcome back, my friends. It is Brian Tuck, your host for Creator Confidential. This episode, definitely more in the legal side of the entertainment business uh, than anything else. And in this episode, we're going to unpack the Taylor Swift, Scooter Braun, Big Machine record label feud that's going on because it has a lot of lessons about the business end of things for creators. This is relevant whether you are a musician, an author, uh, a, a game developer, a visual artist, or if you are any business whose primary asset is intellectual property, whether they are patents, copyrights, or trademarks. Because at the heart of this debate, or of this issue rather, um, there is a licensing agreement that we will probably never see, but I think we can figure out some of its key terms from what has been reported in the press. So stick around and we're going to get into it. Here we go. You're listening to Creator Confidential with attorney, author, and musician, Brian Tuck. Brian's legal practice is focused on arts and entertainment law, startups, nonprofits, and faith-based organizations. To learn more, visit tucklaw.com on the web. Creator Confidential starts now. Okay, now before we get into this, I got to take care of a little business. And the podcast now is on Instagram. It is on the web at creatorconfidential.com. And then we're on a number of platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. I'm sure I'm uh, leaving a few out. But if you like this episode and if this provides some value to you, please forward this on to others that are like-minded and in the industry or in a related industry. And please help this podcast grow. This is a free service of my law practice. Nothing is being sold here. This is just information and some analysis of things that are relevant to creators. So let's get back to this news story because this news story just simply won't go away. And whatever Taylor Swift has her name attached to tends to get an extremely long shelf life uh, in in a in an environment now where the news cycle is 24-7-365 and things that happen on Monday are often forgot about on Tuesday. However, this story has been going on for quite a long time. So what is the issue? Here is a bit of background. Taylor Swift signed a record deal with a record label called Big Machine Label Group, which is a very, very successful record label in Nashville. Many number one songs have come out uh, or have come from artists who are signed to this label. That transaction was documented, right? There's a licensing agreement or a production agreement that was signed between Taylor Swift, the artist, and the record label. Now, often when you get that first chance, that first big break, those contracts almost always, and this is not surprising, 
are drafted in favor of the record label because they have the experience, they have the attorneys, and this is why I always tell my creator friends, whether they're musicians or uh, writers or actors, that you have to get representation for yourself. You need somebody looking out for you in these transactions because the label, this is a business deal. And, and no matter how friendly people may seem at the beginning, this is a business deal, especially if people think there are large dollars involved. And certainly in the case of Taylor Swift, with her massive success in terms of, of number one songs and recording revenue, this was what turned into a massive transaction. In, in it, from terms of, of dollars. So here's the, here's the problem. We do not have a copy of that licensing agreement. That has not been disclosed. I'm assuming in this analysis, what has been reported in the press is true. And what has been reported in the press is that Big Machine Label Group, by signing that deal with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group became the owners of the master recordings for whatever it was, five or six records that uh, that she did. Now, what does that mean? If you're not in the music business, what that means is there is a master recording file that is the source of all the reproductions. So every copy that appears on a CD or appears on an MP3 or on any streaming platform, those files are copies of the of the master. And in the recording industry, if you control the master recordings, you are holding the keys to, you have all the leverage. Let's fast forward to this year, June of 2019. Big Machine Label Group is acquired by a private equity company called Ithaca Holdings. Now, a private equity company is essentially a private bank. They invest in other companies. They have upside built into those acquisition contracts. And the problem with having a private equity business own content creation is that the big the private equity people are not emotionally invested in these songs or if it's a, you know, in the publishing industry, private equity are buying up newspapers left and right and squeezing every possible penny out of the out of these assets and it's not always to the benefit of the newsreader or certainly the news writers or reporters because the private equity companies have a different agenda. It is profit driven. It is not quality driven. It is not it is not driven by artistic integrity or artistic excellence. The private equity owners of these content businesses are out to maximize return for their investors. That is it. End of sentence. That is their reason for being. So in June, Ithaca Holdings, a private equity business, acquires Big Machine Label Group. Now, that means the assets of Big Machine Label Group including the master recordings of Taylor Swift's first several albums. I believe it was six 
six records. Those now become the property of Ithaca Holdings. What this story is all about is that Taylor Swift is scheduled to perform Sunday at the American Music Awards. She believes she is going to be prevented from performing songs that appeared on those big machine record label albums and has started a public campaign to mobilize her audience to contact or to speak out about this issue. When you have an audience that is as large as Taylor Swift's, that's quite a lot of people. And as we have seen in our in the political realm and in the public policy realm, when people get mobilized to speak out on social media, bad things can happen because people can comment on social media, not use their real names, not use their pictures on their profiles. You don't know who these people are. And people hide behind their Twitter handle or their Instagram handle. And they say outrageous things. They make threats, perhaps. And it just pushes our entire public discourse backwards by decades and decades and decades. It's terrible for, it's terrible for the country. So today, interestingly, there's a gentleman named Scooter Braun. Now, Scooter Braun is an executive at Big Machine Record Label and, and seems to be the target of, of Taylor Swift's dissatisfaction. Let's say it that way. And he had not spoken out in, in response to Taylor Swift's public statements on this issue. Braun alleges, now we don't know this, we do not know this for a fact, but I'm only telling you what's been reported in the press. Today at uh, an, industry, an entertainment industry conference, uh, today being Friday, the November 22nd, he indicated that his family is receiving death threats. Now, I don't know that anything is possible with the way people behave today. And I think you've got to be extremely careful in starting any kind of public feud. I mean, quite frankly, it's better that you don't start a public feud uh, over a business deal because the deal is the deal. And here's where the legal aspect of this comes in. If you have signed a contract, what I always tell my, my clients is when you sign a contract, there is no tomorrow. If you don't like a term of the deal, if you don't like the wording of one of the paragraphs, like let's say, for example, we don't want to give up total ownership of the master recordings or we want to build in some right for ourselves to be able to publicly perform those tracks without any interference whatsoever. If we don't get that language in the contract and we then sign the contract, we're out of luck because the deal's done. There is no incentive for the other side to help you. You have to get the terms of the deal as close to what you want while you can. And the time that you can is prior to the deal being signed. That is the lesson of this whole story. You have to get the documents to look the way you want them to look prior to signing them. Otherwise, you are out of luck. If you are doing any business deals for your creative business, or if you're doing any licensing deals, if you're in another industry, let's say you're in software or you're 
you're a marketing company that's, that develops brands and sells them, you have to pay very close attention to the licensing agreements or the asset purchase agreements that you sign. And even if you've done hundreds of deals, even if you're an experienced business person, you have to get good representation, get good legal representation because you benefit from having another set of eyes and another perspective on the deal that can only help you. I hope this episode was helpful to everybody. And again, we are on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, you name it. Please follow, like, subscribe to whatever service that you are listening to this episode on. And I will talk to you soon. There's a lot more content coming out on this podcast. And I'm glad to steer this in a legal direction. We're going to be doing a lot more of these as we go forward. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Creator Confidential. To get future episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or follow the show on SoundCloud. For updates about future podcast episodes, essays, or live events, just text the word CREATOR to 66866. That's CREATOR to 66866. You can also visit us on the web, Twitter, or Facebook. Creator Confidential is a production of Force 10 Media and the Tuck Law Offices.